0: Don't miss the link between trusting the Lord and feelings of overwhelm. A lot of times, the reason we get overwhelmed is we don't trust that God's got this thing. We, we, we feel like maybe God's got a limited capacity in what is going on, but what we see here so beautifully is that God will keep us in perfect peace as our mind is as our, as our, we're focusing. Right? Our focus is key. We're focusing on the Lord. How big is
1: God to you? Do you really believe that he's big enough to handle the things that are going on in your life? In this edition of Jesus is a real radio, Pastor Daniel shares that one of the reasons that people get easily overwhelmed is that they have a hard time trusting that God is enough for their situation. You'll learn that the more you can trust God to handle what's happening, the less overwhelming the storms of life will be. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms chapter 61 as he continues his message, overwhelmed no more.
0: that I'm super strong or they'd use other uh, less church appropriate language, right? If God never gives more than you can handle, God thinks that I am Chuck Norris or God thinks that I am, you know, you insert your favorite superhero. But really what the Bible teaches is not that God will never give us more than we can handle. The Bible actually teaches that God will never give us more than he can handle. And the goal for all of us is when we hit the end of what we can handle, we were never meant to live with only what we can handle in the first place anyway. See, God wants us to be in a place where we're saying, God, I'm crying out to you, God, I'm praying, Lord. And when I get overwhelmed, God, I need you to lead me beyond myself. One of the greatest tragedies, I believe, of the day and age in which we live is that everyone is content just to live within the realm of what they can handle on their own. And in a lot of ways, we're living lives of walking by sight, not lives of walking by faith oftentimes we'll only choose to be involved in things that we feel personally comfortable with. And and in a lot of ways, we're missing out on the best things in life. I actually believe that we want to be living the type of lives that we find ourselves in the middle of things that are so much beyond what we ever thought we would be involved in. Because God wants us to live in that place where we're always saying, Lord, lead me higher, higher than myself. When my heart is overwhelmed... My heart is not the end of the story. Me hitting that point where I can't handle anymore. Now I'm saying, Lord, lead me higher. Lead me higher. Right? It's it's like what the apostle Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. Where he says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life was hidden in Christ. See, right there in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, we get a reminder of that. The Apostle Paul is saying, if you've been raised, if you've been resurrected with Jesus, then seek those things which are above. Be led higher than yourself where Christ is. You want to keep your heart and your mind set on heavenly things, right? And so you just set your mind on things above. See, there's an invitation from the Lord, not only in you know, what we were reading in Psalm 61, but also now in Colossians 3, where God is inviting us to live above where we already are, to set our minds on things above, To be led higher. And I think in challenging and uncertain times, really what God is trying to do is get our attention so that we can say, Lord, we want to be led higher. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. When, Lord, I can't handle what's happening, Lord, I want you to lead me to the place where there is true peace. Lord, when my heart has no peace, Lord, I want you to lead me to a place where peace is the norm. You know, I was thinking about this as as it relates to Mother's Day, you know. My, my bride Lynn is such an extraordinary person. You know, she's so kind. I always say that my bride Lynn next to Jesus is the kindest person I've ever met. And, and it's, it's amazing sometimes because you can imagine the, that I call it happy chaos. I don't, maybe not as always happy, you know, in our home with not only me, I'm, I'm a boisterous, kind of loud, maybe a little obnoxious sometimes person. And then our, our three amazing kids. And my wife is such a, an angelic peacefulness about who she is. And there are times when I know that she's just like, listen, I just need, it's overwhelming. I just need the Lord. And I always love when she says, she be like, man, I just need a couple minutes with Jesus right now. You know, when things get so crazy, she's like, I I just need a couple minutes. I'll be right back. And she'll go and then she'll come back. Why? Because she's learned through life and through her walk with the Lord that we need to be led higher. You know, and I think for too many of us, we're used to getting overwhelmed and just snapping, right? Or breaking right there. When really, when our heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. If I can encourage you, I want you to memorize Psalm 61, Verse two, I want you to memorize that. So that you'll always know when you're starting to feel that overwhelm kind of welling up within your life because real stuff is happening. Say, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And of course, you and I both know that that rock is Jesus himself. Jesus is that rock. He's the stone which the builders refused that became the chief cornerstone. He is that stone of stumbling, that rock of offense. Jesus is that rock, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians, that followed the children of Israel in the wilderness. So there's all these different examples of Jesus being that rock that is higher than each one of us. So each one of us, we need to be led higher. Now, how do we do that? Look at what it says in verse 3. Back in, 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 of course, Psalm chapter 61, it says, For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy... I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And then it says, Selah. And really, what we learn here is that we need to shelter in the right place. We need to shelter in the right place. Now, if you know that idea, shelter in place has been a term that's become uh, much more common in our culture in in response to the coronavirus where some states were saying their stay-at-home orders are saying shelter in place. Don't leave where you are right now. And really what we learn here is that when we're overwhelmed, we want to be led higher and we need to make sure that we shelter in the right place. Notice, for you have been a shelter for me a strong tower from the enemy. Now, for David, as a a warrior, he knew how important it was to have a strong tower. Obviously, um, and and I've never been in the military, and I'm grateful for people who have been, that you have this for, if you have the high ground, then, then you're at an advantageous position, you know? And so the idea of a strong tower from the enemy, he's saying, listen, God, you're a shelter for me, and whoever my enemy is, you are strong when I need that strength. And then he also goes on where he says that I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And the and the tabernacle for David was the place where the children of Israel met with God and God met with the children of Israel. Right? So he's talking about, you know, that I abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Now, obviously, that idea of trusting in the shelter of your wings, it's talking about the way uh, a bird would protect her young, Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 23 verses 37 to 38, oh Jerusalem Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings but you were not willing See, your house is left to you desolate. See, that idea of being sheltering under the under, under the wings of the Lord, it speaks of a, a, a maternal care that God has. The same care that Jesus had when he triumphantly entered into Jerusalem and he saw the city. And he's saying, oh, how I wanted to protect you the way a mama hen protects her chicks, but you were not willing. And it's important for us. See, what happens for many of us when we're feeling overwhelmed is that we Don't choose to find shelter in the strong tower and the refuge that the Lord is, we run to other things. I remember in working through my uh, issues with addictions, I would hear about that you know, temptation is so common when you're hungry, angry, lonely and tired. At all these times when you're overwhelmed, these different scenarios, people have a tendency to relapse in their in their recovery because in the times of overwhelm when we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, then we run to the wrong things. And that's why really what David is teaching us is that when we feel overwhelmed, we need a shelter in the right place. You and I need to learn the art of when we're feeling overwhelmed, say, God, I want to be led higher and we run to the Lord in times of overwhelm not running from the Lord or to idols cheap substitutes things that don't really take care of us I have a PhD in this before I started walking with the Lord when I was feeling sad when I was hurt I never shelter in the right place I never run to the Lord I didn't know the Lord at the time I'd run to all these other things I'd run to, to drugs. I'd run to to, to to relationships, this thing, that thing. And really what God wants us to learn is how to shelter in the right place. King David knew how to do that. But if you remember King David's life, did King David always do that? No. There were times when David chose to shelter in the wrong place. Like with his sin with Bathsheba and all that followed with the you know the contracting of the murder of Uriah and all these different things that went on. But you and I, in times of feeling overwhelmed, we need to shelter in the right place. We need to allow the Lord to be our protector. That we know that we can the righteous can flee to the Lord and they're safe in the arms of the Lord. Now, as we continue, notice what it says next, verse five, Psalm 61, says, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life. His years, as many generations, he shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. Really what we learn here is that focus is key. David is Not only seeking to be led higher, and he's not only sheltering in the right place, but he wants to make sure that he's being focused on the Lord. He's allowing the Lord to occupy that front and center place in his life. For you, O God, you have heard my vows. See, David would take these vows unto the Lord. Now, we know that Jesus said that we don't need to take vows. We should let our yes be yes and our no-no. We shouldn't be making, you know, God, if you do this, I'll do this. We shouldn't be playing uh, checkers with God, chess with God. God, if you do this thing, then I'll do this thing. We want to follow the Lord because we don't have to because of the finished work of Jesus. But really, those vows were a time to for David to focus his attention on the things of God. As a church family, we just spent 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, we weren't doing that so that God would give us the things that we want. We were doing that because we were saying, God, I want to be focused on you, God. I want to devote myself be set apart for you in unique ways that maybe i haven't been before and in times of feeling overwhelmed oftentimes what god wants us to do is he wants us to get our focus in the right place that we need to make decisions and remember who we are i think so much of life is about letting the circumstances of what we're going through reveal to us who we truly are in jesus You know, over the years, one of the things that I'm always learning is that if I don't find my identity in the finished work of Jesus, I will be looking for other things to be able to give me an identity maybe it 's through if I think the ministry is successful, or you know if you write a book, you do this thing, you look in a relationship, you look if I achieve this thing and it builds my identity, but really, what we need to do is we need to say, my life is hidden in Christ, Jesus and his finished work is all that I need, and all these identity props that I might use they are cheap substitutes, and so we need to remember who we are in Christ, and that 's what david's doing here saying, well, he's saying well he 's saying Lord. You've heard my vows, you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. See, David is being reminded of the inheritance he has as someone who fears the Lord. Now, of course, fearing the Lord, according to the book of Psalms and Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And the heritage of those who fear the Lord is not only godly wisdom, but also what does it mean to be part of God's family. Right, And so God wants us to move in this reality so that we see ourselves for who we really are. We want our focus to be on the Lord, sheltering in the right place, being led higher, and we have our focus on him. And because he, David's got his focus on the Lord, he's reminded that even though he's overwhelmed, you will prolong the king's life. His years, his many generations, he shall abide before God forever, See, David, now that he's got his eyes lifted up on the Lord, he's sheltering in the right place, now he's beginning to remind himself in the midst of all of the overwhelm, in the midst of all that's going on, of of, of feeling anxious and all these things, now he's being led higher, and his whole perspective is beginning to change. And it's a great reminder what the prophet Isaiah said, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, I I just, I love that so much that we really want to get our focus on the Lord. I was just talking to my beloved grandma, Anita, you know, I, a number of months back now, my grandfather, Anthony, who I love so much, at 96 years old, went home to be with the Lord. I was I was talking to my grandma the other day. I keep up with her, talking around the phone. It's so fun. Sometimes we get on FaceTime together. Nothing more fun than seeing your over 90-year-old grandma on FaceTime. Sometimes you get real close. All you see is her eye, you know, because she's looking real close, and it's so much fun. But I was talking to my grandma, like, grandma. How you doing? She's like, I'm doing pretty good. Praise the Lord. And I was just like, amen, Grandma. She's like, it's a good day. I miss your grandpa, but I'm doing good. I'm here today. I'm so happy to talk to you. And she just, how's all the sweeties doing? But it's such an important thing because she's realizing, even though her life's partner, her soulmate, the, the, my, my grandparents were married for over 70 years. Right, And so even though they had their whole life together, she's got her focus on the Lord. She realizes that she's like, listen, one day it will be my last day. I'll go home to be with grandpa. I'll go be with your mom. But for right now, I'm here and I'm going to make the most of it. And I was so blessed by that because I'm like, she's got her focus in the right place. She's seeing herself in Christ, in the Lord. And she knows that she's not going to live one day longer than God has for her. But she's letting God, even in the midst of feeling overwhelmed by not having her husband there and all the situations of life, she's seeing the fact that God will keep her in perfect peace as as her mind has stayed on him because she's choosing to trust. Now, again, don't miss the link between trusting the Lord and feelings of overwhelm. A lot of times, the reason we get overwhelmed is we don't trust that God's got this thing. We, we, We feel like maybe God's got a limited capacity in what is going on, but what we see here so beautifully is that God will keep us in perfect peace as our mind is as our, as our, we're focusing, right? Our focus is key. We're focusing on the Lord, and as we're focusing on the Lord, we're not just getting our our, our our focus on the Lord, but we're choosing to trust in the Lord. And that's why David says in the end of verse seven, "Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him." It's like I want I want to be focused, God, on your mercy and on your truth. And then it says in verse eight, Psalm 61, so I will sing praise to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. You, you want to be overwhelmed no more, my friends? Two simple words with the letter P in there. I want you to praise and practice. I want you to praise and I want you to practice. So I will sing praise to your name Forever, See, David has not only his focus on the present situation, he has his focus on eternity. And he realizes that although right now he's overwhelmed, he's being led higher, he's sheltering in the right place, he's got his focus on the Lord. He's saying, listen, I'm going to be praising you forever. Now, what is so amazing is, what is eternal is praising God And I'm here to tell you, whatever praise we give God on this side of eternity, it's only going to be better and more extravagant in the hereafter. Because then we're going to know as we are known. And I want to encourage you, even right now, right in the midst of all the things that are going on, in your areas of the world, choose to praise the Lord. Choose to bring glory to God. Put on your favorite worship tune. Put on put on Christian music. Put on music that leads us higher, that gets our focus on the Lord. Because what we begin to realize is that when we can praise God in the midst of the times of overwhelm and the storms of life and the messiness, when we begin to praise God there, then it completely changes how we feel. Why? Because in the greatness of God's majesty, the present issues get real small. When was the last time you chose to praise God at those times of feeling overwhelmed? You know, because know amazing when you start thinking about that overwhelm? I remember I was telling you about that story about my, my pastor's bride, Hillary. She was overwhelmed because her life was full. She's got ministry and a beautiful family and all these things. And in some ways, these things aren't bad. Just life is full. And we can either be upset that life is full, or we can say, God, thank you for a full life. Thank you for the happy chaos of what my life looks like. Even though I'm over, I can't handle all this. Lord, I want to praise you because I'm blessed in this way. And so much of getting our focus around the Lord and sheltering in the things of God is about us being able to realize that a lot of the times we feel overwhelmed because God has blessed us. And in the midst of all the responsibilities of the blessings that we have, it's easy to get overwhelmed. You know, with all that's been going on with the coronavirus, you know, in our home, it's like we have three kids at home. And so now we're, you know, we're teaching and we're they're home getting homeschooled. And then, you know, my wife's got ministry. I got ministry. There's all these things going on. And it's real easy to feel overwhelmed until you remember these are our kids. Like this is like they're learning. We get to spend time with them. We were just talking about it just this morning, my bride and I, where we were we were talking about how we're going to look back on this in a couple of years. We're going to be grateful for the time that we got, even though sometimes it's overwhelming. Even though it's hard to try and get, you know, because we have an eighth grader, a sixth grader, and a kindergarten. So they all have different assignments going on, all different responsibilities. Who's got a project? Who's got a test? Who doesn't feel like doing anything? And it's so, it can feel so crazy. But then we remember, these are our people, like the Fuscoites, you know what I mean? This is our, our little clan. And we, ha- and we have the opportunity to be able to, to do this. So it's important that we change that perspective. And we start praising God for the gifts. We start praising God for, you know, if you're overwhelmed, maybe because your job is really hard. Praise God for your job, right? Maybe you're overwhelmed because there's stuff going on with your family. Praise God that you have a family. Right, that that they could even be in the midst of your life right now. So we want to praise God, but we don't only want to praise God, but we want to we want to practice. And, and David again says that I may daily perform my vows. Now I am not advocating that we start taking vows to the Lord, but with the knobs on our side of the wall, there is a part in our life where we practice the things that we believe. Like every single day I read the scriptures. That's a a daily discipline. It's a a practice. Every day I wake up and I read through the Crossroads Bible reading plan. You should join us on that, right? Every single day I I spend some time confessing my sins. That's a practice saying, Lord, you know that in this area of my life I'm struggling. Or in this thing I'm really having a hard time. I got a hard heart here, Lord. And I'm confessing my sins. So I spend time worshiping. That's a daily practice. I want to serve the Lord, right? When I give financially, that's a practice that when I give I say Lord, thank you for your provision and Lord will you further the, the message of the gospel through this gift that I'm giving because I'm realize that you're my source more than my job. See, all these are practices that we have. Jesus is
1: Thanks for joining us today as Pastor Daniel shared that one way to fight against feeling overwhelmed is to choose to praise God. This makes a difference because everything is put into perspective when held up against the greatness of God. So, instead of letting yourself get swept away with worry and concern, you can shift your thinking and keep your focus upward,
0: choosing to be grateful for the things in your
1: life. Hey
0: everybody, Pastor Daniel Fusco here to tell you about my book, Upward, Inward, and Outward. You've heard me talk about these three directions for living again and again on Jesus is Real Radio. And I think they're so important. I wanted to write a book to explain even more. Upward, Inward, and Outward teaches you the importance of developing a right relationship with God and how that teaches you to love yourself well. From those two healthy relationships can spring a well of love for people around you. And that's what transforms our world. Find out more and get your own copy at jesusisrealradio.com. Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel
1: will share about what it looks like to have an unstoppable hope that can grow through times of great suffering. As you look at the book of Job, you'll see a man who's hit with one devastation after another, but Job didn't turn from God because of them. Pastor Daniel will help you learn from Job's example so that you, too, will be able to keep moving forward with hope in the hard times you experience. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called Unstoppable Hope. Please glance at the clock right now. Make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.